After rising on Wednesday following Russia's attacks at Ukrainian ports on the Danube River, wheat futures declined rapidly to July lows, as Russian wheat dominated the cash trade in both volume and price. My name is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook for August 8th. You can find the detailed written report online at the Sask Wheat website. Here's a look at how wheat futures ended the week. September contract Chicago winter wheat closed at $6.33, up $0.06 cents on Friday, down $0.71 cents on the week. September contract Kansas hard red winter wheat closed at $7.52, down $0.15 cents on Friday, down $1.03 on the week. September Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed at $8.22, down $0.11 cents on Friday, down 74 cents for the week. After a small gain on Monday, U.S. wheat futures are currently trading unchanged to 5 cents higher at the time of recording this Tuesday morning. As for some of the most important news that happened in the wheat markets last week, we're going to start with a special update on the conflict in Ukraine and Russia. While supplies in many of the world's top wheat exporting countries are depleting, there's a heightened importance of the Black Sea wheat and its ability to reach the export market. Last week, Russian drones attacked Izmil, one of Ukraine's ports along the Danube River. Ukrainian drones also attacked a Russian naval port, temporarily halting export loading at the nearby port. While Ukraine's Danube ports have since resumed near-normal operations, Ukraine's ability to use the Danube River has become important. With the closure of the Black Sea trade deal, the Danube is now a major export route for moving Ukraine's grain. Ukraine can ship 2 to 2.5 million tons of grain per month through the Danube River, and another 2 million tons of grain per rail. The combination of these would allow the country to export roughly all of the approximately 40 million tons of grain exports that are expected from Ukraine this year. The inability to use the river would cut Ukraine's export capacity by almost half. Russia's continued attacks on Ukraine's grain infrastructure appears to be a deliberate attempt to prevent the country from exporting grain. Russia's ability to export is even more important to the wheat market. Ukraine's attack on the Russian naval base was close to the grain terminals, as Novorysk is Russia's main grain export terminal. Similarly, attacks on the Crimean Bridge affect exports on the Kirk Strait, which accounts for roughly one-third of Russia's grain exports. While Ukraine and Russia are both currently able to export grain, Recent attacks on key export infrastructure are concerning. Major disruptions in the Black Sea will be especially important to the wheat market. Over to Canada. Rain in the Canadian prairies last week was largely confined to the northern regions as the drought in most of the cropping areas deepened. Topsoil moisture conditions in Saskatchewan fell 2% over the week to just 13% adequate. Wheat harvest began in the central regions of Manitoba. Some initial yields we have heard are in the 35 to 40 bushel per acre range. This is about half of last year's yield. Yields will improve from here, but will remain well below last year, as most of the crop growing regions have received less than 70% of average moisture. Manitoba Agriculture says that spring wheat crop conditions range from 40% good 
in the southwest and central regions to 80% good to excellent in the northwest, eastern, and interlake regions. Canadian wheat exports for the final week of the shipping season were large at 506,000 tons for a season total of 19.7 million tons. There is still 2 million tons of wheat in the elevator system, which means there is about 1.2 million tons of wheat remaining on the farm. For Canadian Durham, Saskatchewan Ag did not update their crop conditions, which were last reported at 16% good to excellent. This is now only slightly better than the 11% good rating of 2021. Soil moisture conditions in Saskatchewan fell 2% to 13% adequate on July 31st. The southeastern region, where most of the Saskatchewan Durham crop is grown, is experiencing some of the worst soil moisture levels in the province. In the global market, Algeria tendered for 50,000 tons of Durham on Wednesday, but cancelled the tender because of high prices. Canadian Durham was offered at $590 to $595 per ton, and Mexican Durham was offered at $545 to $550 per ton. Algeria's last purchase of Canadian Durham on July 11th was only $418 per ton. Canadian Durham exports in week 52 were 90.2 thousand tons for a season total of 5.1 million tons. The AAFC is still calling for a 5 million ton export number, which is obviously too low. Visible supplies are low at 220 and a half thousand tons, which supports our sub 300,000 ton carryout estimate. Durham carryout stocks are low, and production is going to be greatly impacted. This in a year when we are expecting global Durham demand to be stronger than usual. Canadian Durham will be in high demand, and the supply will, be, will not be there to meet all of it. We would hold additional Durham sales for now. And over to the U.S. The U.S. winter wheat harvest is 80% complete. The condition of the U.S. spring wheat crop fell by 1% over the week to 41% good to excellent. The U.S. spring wheat harvest is 11% complete. Durham conditions in North Dakota improved by 3% from last week to 58% good to excellent. Durham conditions in Montana fell by 4% to 23% good to excellent. Durham harvest in Montana is 13% complete. Commercial U.S. weekly wheat sales were 421.3 thousand tons for a season total of 5.8 million tons, down 29% from last year. China was the biggest buyer last week, accounting for 138.5 thousand tons of the total amount. In Australia, Australia's Bureau of Meteorology says there is a 70% chance of an El Nino weather event forming. In Argentina, dry weather aided planting of Argentina's wheat crop, which was previously restricted by rain. The USDA attaché in Argentina decreased the country's wheat crop to 17 million tons, down half a million tons from the USDA's official number. Argentina sold another 140,000 tons of wheat for a season total of 900,000 tons. This is just 18% of last year's sales amount to date.
In India, India is considering abolishing the current 40% import duty on imported wheat. There are rumors that the Russia and Indian government are brokering a deal to send 9 million tons of Russian wheat to India. This large volume of wheat would be very important for the wheat market, especially Russian wheat, but the trade wants confirmation of this before reacting. The trade is expecting India will import 2 to 4 million tons of wheat versus the USDA's current estimate of zero. In the EU, rain and cool temperatures in the EU are hindering harvest progress and impacting the quality of the crop. This will likely have little effect on the overall market, but it is very important for Durham. Excessive rain in May to June has hurt the quality of Italy's Durham crop. Yields were relatively strong, but the low carryout and poor quality of the crop will increase their reliance on high-quality imports. Poor quality, low ending stocks, and the deteriorating Canadian crop caused Durham prices in Italy to jump, especially for quality Durham supplies. And in the Black Sea. Despite recent attacks, operations of Ukraine's Danube ports are close to normal, at least during the daytime. Water levels in the Danube River improved, which will aid shipments. Ukraine's July wheat exports were 758,000 tons, compared to 361,000 tons during July of last year. The Russian wheat harvest is now over 31% complete as of July 31st, up 12% from last year. Government data shows that 37.4 million tons of wheat has been harvested with an average yield of 4 tons per hectare, 7% below the same time last year. There were a few wheat purchases last week with Algeria, Tunisia and Egypt all tendering for volumes of wheat. Each tender was dominated by Russian wheat in both volume and price. There was 1.7 million tons of wheat offered at the Egyptian tender, 1.2 million tons of which was Russian origin, all offered at low values compared to EU and US prices. As for the outlook, North American cash and futures prices need to go lower to com be competitive with other competing origins. The premium of spring wheat over lower grades remains too high and must go lower as well. Weather will provide volatility in the markets, and news services will carry stories of drought in North America and too much rain affecting quality in Europe. The conflict in the Black Sea needs to be watched. The ability of Black Sea wheat to be exported is going to be important moving forward. Real developments in India need to be watched as well. If the USDA confirms India needs to buy a volume of wheat, this is bullish for wheat, particularly in Russia. We are 60% sold new crop spring wheat and would not sell additional volumes for now. Until next time, my name is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the detailed written report online at saskwheat.ca.